Well, hello. Welcome to Catch Fire's Family Life podcast. Um, usually, it's a few of us gathered around and we're talking a bit about family life um, at the church. And we're here looking through the book of Ephesians at the moment. Uh, today, it's just me. And uh, our team is busy, as uh, you may know if you're listening to this in real time, uh, that we have our 10th birthday coming up, 10th uh, birthday celebration of Catch Fire London uh, being a church. If you're listening to this out of chronological order, um, then, well, we had it and it was brilliant. And uh, hey, the glory came. Uh, So I hope you were there. Otherwise, you missed out. Um, I think birthdays are are a powerful thing. Um, They... Especially when you're younger, they really they really seem to count for a lot. And maybe when you get older, I don't know, if you're like our senior pastor, Chloe, uh, you really act the same to every birthday, uh, whether it's your third birthday or your 39th birthday. Um, for some of us, we sort of get a bit older and we think, well, you know, what's really changed? What's happened? I don't want to get excited about a birthday because I'm getting older. You know, so on and so forth, all of these kinds of things. I really think that birthdays are... A time where we're meant to reflect on what's happened and we're meant to look forward. I, I don't think there's anything desperately profound about that. I think that's just the way it's meant to be. Um, I've always had this unusual thing where I have um, uh, struggled with dates. Um, my family know this because I have forgotten birthdays, I've forgotten to send cards and all these kinds of things. Um, and I I think God knew this was coming, and so he helped me out by putting my birthday on New Year's Eve, uh, 31st of December. So each calendar year is a calendar year of my life, which is helpful for me when it comes to counting. Um, And so I often get to my birthday already with a sort of um, end of the year mindset as it is, you know, all the TV shows are rerunning, you know, all the big highlights in the news and everything from that year. And so having a reflective mindset is um, something I've, I've become accustomed to. Um, and it's made me think about this for the for the church's 10th birthday. Now, we've been looking at Ephesians and we've been going through um, the book and we've had a little stop start at times. But I just want to read this by way of um, just giving us a little few moments just to think about what God has done in us individually and corporately and where's this all going what's coming up this is Ephesians 2 this is where we left off last time we talked about um, Ephesians 2 verse 8 being saved by grace through faith and then this is the next bit of verse 8 and 9 this is not your own doing it's a gift from God not a result of works that no one may boast because we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It is a gift from God. This grace, this saving, this life that we get to live is, is a gift from God. And I remember I was attending another church and uh, I had bumped into Stu and Chloe, who had been my pastors when I was about 15 years old or so. Um, and, um, well, I say pastors, youth group leaders, probably about a description. And we reconnected, and uh, I was in a really nice church, still a really great church for this day, and a great facility, um, really comfy, <laughs> really nice. Um, and I remember going down to uh, a run-up meeting at Chalk Hill Community Centre uh, for Catch the Fire London, um, which, I'll be honest, I just, I just didn't get on board with the name. I was like, this doesn't sound like a church. I don't know what this sounds like, but it doesn't sound like a church. 
And uh, I went to a meeting, and as I've, I've said a few, before a few times, um, uh, the first thing I saw when I came in was a guy stood on a chair being an eagle, uh, just flapping his wings during worship. And, uh, you know, I've been in a few mo movements. I've been around a few things. I'd seen some people worshipping. I'd, I'd not seen someone stand on a chair and be an eagle for sort of 10, 15 minutes during worship. That was, that was weird. Um, and, uh, you know, more charismatic things to follow. And, and uh, you know, I could probably fill up an hour's worth of sharing all of the weird things that I saw. Um, but the thing that I couldn't unsee was the movement of the presence of God in people's lives. I couldn't uh, ignore the fact that there was freedom in the room and that there was worship in the room and there was adoration and there was connection and it bugged the heck out of me because I was, you know, working really hard for God at the time. I was really trying to be everything that uh, I felt that he wanted me to be and I didn't have an ounce of the um, intimacy uh, that these people were, were were operating in, I just I just didn't have it. Um, and I remember, as I started sort of uh, drawing nearer into the church, Stu said, "Oh, you're, I'm going to get you alongside a girl called Sarah and a guy called Flo. Um, they're gonna they're gonna disciple you a little bit." And I was, I'd been coming along a little bit at that time, and I remember saying, "Oh, um, Sarah, she's sort of about." I don't know, five years or so younger than me. And Flo, he's, he's sort of seven or so years younger than me. And Stu said, yeah, yeah, no, I know. But they're closer to God than you are. So you should learn from them. <laughs> and I, the pride, the, uh, you know, anger, the, you name it, came up in me. And I was like, I can't learn from people that are younger than, who've been Christians less time than me. Um, and, it, because I just didn't see that what they were operating in was in this free gift of grace. They were they were experiencing God without the effort, without the striving, without the performance. And so as a result, they were able to be more intimate with him. Whereas I was working my backside off <laughs> to try and please him. But I had lost the intimacy and so I... I, I had to eat my pride and I uh, had to let others younger than me um, disciple me and show me what it was like to know God. But you know what? When I look back now and I think sort of 10 years or so of being part of this movement and being involved in it, I, I look at all of the gifts. So Ephesians 2 talks about this, the gift of God, the grace, the salvation. I look at all the gifts I've stepped into. I've stepped into the sonship journey. I saw my first miracle. I started to see backs and eyes healed and mute children speaking. I saw eyeballs regrowing. Uh, I started speaking in tongues. I grew in my identity to the point where I actually started believing in myself. I got the father heart revelation that he's both God almighty and his dad. I realized that I can hear from God. <laughs> I went from having one picture every five years to five pictures every service because of the uncapping of the voice of God in my life. I had a revelation of God's supernatural family. I had a revelation of the possibility of living with a healed and a whole heart. 
I uh, started to see what a church of healed up whole people could do. I realised that I'm one with God through Christ. I started stepping into this available prophetic flow that we can all flow into. I started seeing the supernatural anointing when it's resting on somebody and when it's working through someone. And I saw the effect of favour and grace on someone's life and just the things that happen that are beyond belief when you see the favour of God land on someone. And I saw a tree of life that gets created when heaven sends vision and how perishing thoughts and casting off of restraint and hope deferred and all of that stuff that the, the Proverbs talk about, how it all just goes when you see heaven's vision come and land in a person, or in an organisation, in a life. And, uh, and I got revelation of the cross of Jesus, of the passion and the pain and everything he went through for me and for you. And that's just a short, minuscule little list of things that I made on my phone when I thought about it for 30 seconds. What gifts I have unwrapped and enjoyed and embraced because I chose to be part of something that God wanted to be part of. I honour all of the previous churches and, and I know everybody who's a part of our church has come from somewhere. Whether it's another church or off the street, whether it's another religion or no religion, we've all come from somewhere. And I know that nobody has joined Catch the Fire London because of the amazing school in which we meet in. I know that nobody has joined us because of our amazing uh, parking facilities or the comfiness of our chairs or our wonderful uh, media presentations. I know people have come because they want to encounter God's transforming presence. They want an encounter. They want to know the Trinity. They want his presence and they want to be transformed. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm still here. And as we look into this next decade, we look at what it means to be a family that encounters God's transforming presence and extends the kingdom, what it means to be uh, a house that has Holy Spirit drenched and saturated meetings that has small groups and communities, ignite groups that spread all over a city. What it means to be a place of equipping and training for people to go out and change a city and a nation and a world. As we look into all of those things, my posture is thankfulness for what's come before and excitement for what's coming next. I could not have predicted the last 10 years of my life. I don't think I could have predicted how Catch the Fire would have grown standing at the back of that meeting and seeing that guy be an eagle on a chair. I don't think I would have seen how many marriages and births, how many supernatural signs and wonders, how many significant people influenced, how many people's lives saved. And so I'm excited. God's been digging some foundations and I believe we're going to get bigger numerically and in the kingdom and things are going to get better. Um, so here's my question. What, God, what has God done in you when you look back? these last few years? What, what's he done? What gift has he given you? What grace has he put into your life? Are you counting it? Are you being thankful for it? One of the things that I want to make sure I never do is sit before a mentor, or sit before a leader, and then ask me, what's God doing in your life right now? What's God done in your life? And then their 
to be a long pause where I go, um, uh, I don't want to ever have a pause. I don't want to ever not know. I don't want to ever not be thinking about what the presence of God has done and is doing in my life. So I encourage you, go for a walk, put your headphones in, do a thing, whatever you need to do to focus on the presence of God and ask him, make a list and then ask him what's next, what's coming. Where are you taking me next? Bless you guys. Have a great day.